Welcome to All That Yes. I'm Eric Yazel, your host, and the mind of an ADHD theater person. It's a crazy place to be. Hi, I'm Eric Yazel. And I'm Ethan Yazel. And we're All That Yes where we talk a little bit about theater. One of the things we want to talk about today is we're going to do a series called Directing 101, Don't Be an Asshole. First of all, I'd just like to introduce ourselves. Ethan, you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, I have been in theater ever since I was two years old, or changeling boy in Midsummer Night's Dream. 18 months, yeah. At 18 months old, so it was in me from the beginning. <laughs> no, no choice of my own. <laughs> but I did two years at State Fair Community College where I did multiple shows, including Night of the Living Dead and a couple children's shows and different things like that, and then went on to UCM to complete my high school theater teaching degree with shows like August Osage County, uh, directed a few of my own shows there, and I just recently got done with the 39 Steps that I just performed in a local Lee Summit theater. And also been involved in improv quite a bit. Yes. So, yes, been involved uh, in improv. Improv troupe with UCM. Well, I'm Eric, and obviously I'm Ethan's father, so I was the one who forced him into acting in Midsummer Night's Dream since I was directing that show. Uh, I've been involved in theater now for over 30 years. I've directed somewhere in the range of 70 shows, and yet I still find that there's always something new to learn about directing or about a show, because every show kind of presents a new challenge. So when we talk about episode one, we do have one little disclaimer that everybody is an asshole from one time or another. It just happens. And we're in a very kind of emotional, volatile place sometimes because you're working really hard and sometimes you're just a jerk. I haven't done it myself, but you know, I've seen it happen. I think the biggest thing you can do is just go back and apologize. But there are certain characteristics. We've been reading a few articles and I've talked to some friends of mine who have been directors and actors, and Ethan has had some experiences, I've had some experiences as an actor about what things can really be just detrimental to the process of directing. Let's get started. Number one. It's all about me. Assholes think shows are about them. So they think that everything around it is about credit for them. Now they might not come out and say it, but sometimes just people always talk about themselves. Now, I've been guilty of it from time to time, but the thing about it is the show is not about you as a director. In fact, if you do a good job as a director, people don't know what you did. If it's a great show, it's the actors that did it. If it's a bad show, then it's the director that didn't do their job. A successful production, you're invisible. Number two, insult actors. Uh, I was in a production, it was only my, actually it was only my third production that I was in, and I still didn't know much about acting, and I definitely couldn't sing. I still can't sing, but I can fake it. That's something we have in common. Yes, we do have in common. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yeah, we, uh, we carry tunes in uh, holy buckets. Special <laughs> ways. Yeah, special ways. So we'll sell it. <laughs> Uh, my, my philosophy on singing in musicals is that if I'm louder than the accompaniment, I'm not wrong. 
It's not a great philosophy. <laughs> Doesn't usually make for good stuff. But when you're talking about don't insult your actors, what I'm talking about is not making fun of them. And like I was telling you about in Oklahoma, what happened was I was walking across stage and I was getting notes after, after a run through. This director took like five minutes making fun of the way I walked across stage on one particular part of the show. And really as a, as a young actor at that time, I didn't feel confident about it. And I really, I think your actors need to feel comfortable and confident. It's not to say so, you can't have fun, just don't take it too yeah. far. Number three. Dictate, don't discover. And that's where a director thinks they have all the answers. They know how the show needs to be specifically. So you just dictate to them how to do it. And after a while, actors just start to feel like, well, then I just don't need to think for myself. And you've got how many actors you have in a cast, that's how many creative minds you've got on stage with you at any given time. Use them. They've got some great ideas. And by the end of it, you really don't know whose ideas was what but you know that you've got a better show because of it. When I first started directing, I thought, well, gosh, just to be credible, it wasn't like an ego thing, it was just to be credible, I needed to know every single thing about a show. And I probably over-research shows that I'm in, but I feel like I never know enough. And you just, you don't have to know all of it. And I think that you can over-direct something, give too much direction, like getting up on stage and giving direction to, an actor is really good, but you can overdo that. You can give them too much specific direction where it's no longer them making a choice anymore and you lose out on that creative input of them making a choice for themselves, especially with young actors. I was in a show where the director was very laid back and I think he was for that specific show, he was that way because we had such a talented cast and we had such a talented team of designers that he kind of, shifted us and guided us towards the direction of his show, but we had a lot of great ideas and we just built and kept going. And that was probably one of my favorite dynamics of a show. Mm -hmm. We were able to build on top of that together instead of him telling us what to do and what not to do. He rather just kind of directed us towards his vision. You're a facilitator here. You don't, you don't have to know all the answers because it's not up to you to know all the answers. And it really leads to a better show when you don't have all the answers. So don't be afraid to say, I don't know. Let's talk about it. Number five. Is when a director says, we'll work it later and never do. Actors need comfort. Now, I've been told before that I direct like a football coach. One of the things I learned from sports is that you do it over and over and over and over. And it's not just letting them do it repetitively. It's working it to make sure that they're comfortable you are never a good director until you've made your actors feel comfortable. Number six. Ontification over participation. I may have been guilty of this once or twice, but uh, pontificating a little too much or talking a little too much and not getting people on their feet. It's great to build a dynamic with a cast. And I always thought in your shows, you do a great job of that. And we'd We'd get to it, we may be 15 minutes behind or so, but we'd get to it. But I've also seen shows where we've taken a long time to get started. Everybody's kind of itching to go, but we're still kind of talking and getting revved up and getting moving. So when we start, we need to start 
And I think that makes me at least as an actor feel a lot more comfortable when I do have the full rehearsal time. It's nice to talk. It's fun to build that community and you need that. But too much of that and you miss rehearsal time can be really frustrating for everybody in the process. And I think that leads to a really interesting point is that, you know, when you're talking about participation, it's participation for everybody, not just getting a show on its feet, but sometimes you will talk a lot with actors that you've been in other shows and not think about the actors who haven't been in other shows with everybody. So it's kind of like you got this click and then you have somebody or other people that are new. So do everything you can to be inclusive, to ask them questions, encourage your cast members to ask them questions. But we don't need to hear you talk. And I know that that's probably a little ironic coming from me. I tend to talk a little bit, but don't fall in love with your own voice because there's lots of other voices that have got a lot of other great things to say. Number seven. I know it all. Now, it differs a little from pontificate or your ego in the fact that you're always learning. I don't know about you, but every show that I've directed, I've learned something new. In fact, the one great thing about theater and the frustrating thing about theater is I never ever feel like I know everything I should know for a particular show. Yeah. And you gotta let shows develop and you gotta discover shows. You don't have to know it all and there's no way that you can. And no matter how many shows you've got under your belt, every show has a new challenge. Every show is something, it's almost like you may have gotten to adolescence but you never quite get to being an adult because you're always learning about every single show and every show presents new challenges. And just being humble about it, sure. I think is important too. Um, no matter how much experience you have over someone else, I think it's just important to always take new ideas. Even if you know, think that's not necessarily a great idea. You don't have to tell that to their face, <laughs> but we can all take something to learn from it, whether we're acting or directing or part of the design crew. Number seven. Blame, not responsibility. Everything is everybody else's fault. When it all comes down to it, you're the director and you're responsible for what's going on on stage. So you need to be the one who takes the blame. Don't lay it on your actor's feet. Don't lay it on the designer. Don't lay it on someone else because it's your responsibility. It's not your shifting blame to someone else. You did it. You did the show. Now actors have their own minds and designers and that type of thing. And you want to collaborate with them. But really when it comes down to it, I always said <clears throat> when someone would say to me, wow, that was a great show. You did a great job, Eric. And I would just say, yeah, the actors were fantastic. They did a great job. Those kids are really good. And I think that uh, as from an actor perspective, since I have acted more than I've directed, it's really nice to hear that from a director versus hearing a director getting complimented about a show and then they go on about how marvelous the blocking was and how long they spent blocking the show and, and this and that that they did and this and it's kind of just disheartening to me just like we did this as a as a team and we did it together and it's just all about you it was a whole team and hopefully you as a director you're a facilitator you're not 
telling them what to do. And I don't think that means that if an actor does something they're not supposed to, getting on to them versus what we're talking about yeah. here. Two totally different things. Yeah, absolutely. But. End all be all, when you get to that show, that run of that show, you could you talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, you don't blame them in public. Number eight. Don't hurl objects that could potentially injure actors. I feel like that's, that's pretty self-explanatory. I, I feel like that should be something that's just like, you know, I probably shouldn't do this. Yeah, you know, I, I, but, I shouldn't throw, let's say, hurl a shoe. One time we had a guest director and I got a call about 11 o'clock at night where a director had with all force threw a shoe at this person and they had to duck and it left a huge mark on the flat. So I got an upset young man on the phone about, you know, I, I should, we shouldn't, and it wasn't even hurled at him. He was just upset that it was hurled at all. We get upset, but hurling objects that could potentially harm an actor, kind of an asshole move. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that sums it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're doing an episode of Sesame Street here? <laughs> Golden rule? <laughs> yeah. If you're gonna hurl a shoe at your actors, then you need to have your actors all hurl their shoes at you. It's only fair. It's only fair. Yeah. Nice, yeah. yeah. Good work. <laughs> Number nine. It's kind of this myth in theater that a bad dress rehearsal means a good show. Bull. I hate that. Yes, you'll get some energy when opening night happens. A bad dress rehearsal just means you might be in trouble. I've had directors in the past that have said, ah, you know, adrenaline will cover it. <laughs> or, you know, and we have a bad dress rehearsal and then maybe we do have a good first night because sure, a, a, adrenaline covered the first night. And then we get on to night two and three and it's kind of lackluster again because we're not as prepared. A, a, adrenaline can help, but adrenaline's not gonna carry you through a week of performances. I think it's, and it's more comforting for everybody involved in the process to have a good ass <laughs> dress rehearsal so you can have a good show. Yeah, so have a good ass rehearsal and don't be an asshole. I hope that you enjoyed our little discussion about directing 101. Don't be an asshole. I think these are a good start. If you've got other things that you think these are some things that directors shouldn't do, please feel free to include those in the comments. The ending message is be a collaborator. Don't be an asshole. So that's it for us for this episode. Say goodnight, Ethan. Goodnight, Ethan. <laughs> Bad jokes, 101. <laughs>